know that not one time. Who breathes in the person in the world? Can't hear me clearly. How about now? Can you hear me clearly now? Okay, just a quick heads up though. So what we're doing today is um, I'm going to be playing another session. I got permission, so much better, apologies. I got a session from um, his wife, Amy Thomas Davis, and that's what we're going to be, um, let's say, offering you know, like the commentary on the teachings. It's still relaying all the things I've said so far. Um, there's a lot more, obviously, there's impartation here. Um, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more weight to behind the words. Um, because of the you know the, the weight of the encounter that she's about to to share here or have actually yeah it's actually the experience she has while ministering and um, it's a fun one so let me <coughs> excuse me make sure everything is in place already started okay rumble is finally in place and um random bit they really love Nigeria so much I'm seeing they're really going around. I saw them, um, and I think I've seen them in two other ministries now in Nigeria, and I thought that was so cool how they had a breakthrough. I think it's a sign of the prophecy being fulfilled about people coming to Nigeria. We will go with you, but we have heard that God is with you. And so many prophets are recognizing like the hand of the Lord over our nation. So I think that's good. We are pretty much here. We are posting the link everywhere. Okay, so um, let me get my camera feed turned on, and uh, by his grace and mercy. By his grace and mercy, we can get started. <laughs> All right, okay. Good evening, everyone. So glad y'all could join us. So sorry about how long it took to get started today. Um, yeah, so many things. I had issues with electricity here, um, issues with, we had a production recently, so, and we had to clean up. And when people, when, when, when they clean up and I'm not able to be a part of it, um, things get moved around and it's difficult, like finding where this was, like the easiest thing to find today was hidden like back there, just like, it wasn't out of sight per se, but it was never, I would never have placed that thing there basically. And it's because, um, my team was was at work getting everything in place and 
sometimes that's really good. And sometimes um, I might need to tell them where everything belongs. Hallelujah. Welcome again to Word for Now. Um, let me get this graphic on the screen. Word for Now um, is officially hosted by Pastor Francis Seabor, who always shares his love and his greetings for our Kingdom family. I want to thank you all so much for taking time out um, to spend time in the Word today. Um, we have something really exciting um, waiting for all of you. And um, obviously our spinoff series, a word for now, right now, is our 5784 door. And we have been going into like all of the, you know, the prophetic details, you know, um, on tying all the different things that are happening in this season. Something worth looking at really importantly is the fact that in this season, prophetic words are going to be fulfilled in a lot, of, in a, a lot quicker. It's going to be taking even less time for prophetic words to be fulfilled. So keep in mind that as words are emerging, they're going to be fulfilled like within weeks, some of them within days, less so between, you know, um, within months. So what does that mean? That means that now, more so than ever, the prophetic is not something that we can just dismiss. A good example is the word that Tamirami gave um, a few, this is like about a week or two weeks now, about two weeks now. Yeah, two weeks now, yes. About... Um, Tinubu with a, a Caucasian hand on his shoulder. And um, I know the Lord has told us that as a community, like at different points in time to pray against that thing. Um, maybe not realizing the severity might have been a reason why maybe we didn't respond the way we were meant to. I don't know. I, I feel like we did, but if we had known, if we know, if we knew then what we know now, we would have responded back then a lot differently. Uh, maybe not necessarily a lot differently, but differently for sure. Maybe with a lot more zeal and a lot more understanding. So, um, yes, um, I've, you know, there's been a lot of attack against prophetic recently and in different bites here and there. I've read some articles, some things I'm just not encouraged about. Um, but I know that as time goes on, it's going to be very important to understand that you must not stop pursuing the voice of God. Um, you, you, you cannot stop pursuing the word of God, what God is saying now specifically. And that looks like you revisiting what God said before, when it, whether that means in the scriptures or even to you personally. And it also looks like the pursuit of what his spirit is saying now, the place of aligning our hearts with the you know, guidelines in scripture. And in that place of doing that, expressing pure desire for the Lord in that context onto his Holy Spirit fills us up with unction, with inspiration, with the counsel, with the wisdom, with the will of God. Hallelujah. Um, it's going to be necessary in the next few, next few years. Um, I'm, I'm fairly confident that things are tying up as far as the end of ages is concerned, um, just because of how much progress is taking place in the church and even signs of that all around the world, but more especially the church. And I'm saying the church because what a point in time where as a body, we're coming into a more clear understanding of what we're meant to be doing. Um, by the mercy and grace of God, we're going to see the end of our ministries, amen, and the beginning of his ministry um, in our ministries and in our lives, probably in our lives first and in our ministries. Hallelujah. So um, I'm going to play this, this um, video here. This is Amy Thomas Davis. She gave us permission to play um, these videos, by the way. Um, she and her husband didn't. And um, basically, during this during this session, 
this is when the word revelation um, came hard. And um, it was so cool. We had a private conversation with her and her husband right before our Watchman conference. <coughs> she shared this experience and I'd already watched this. I thought it was so cool how she remembered that and she brought that up again. And how it was, you know, so many things that were aligning. I didn't realize that the alignment that we were experiencing was not just because maybe you're praying, you're doing the will of God, you're for the community, but more so because of how spot on and also how pivotal what's happening in the season is. So our hope is that after watching all of these things, um, there will not just be a greater response to prophetic, but that all of the gates we have highlighted, we mentioned um, the different gates, you know, um, the Dalet gate itself, um, that is the prison door, the door of brotherly love, right? Um, the door of spiritual ascension, um, the door of September, the days of all, the Feast of Tabernacles, um, Nissan's door as well, which she spoke about in the last teaching I played. And um, the gates of the brass, the bars of iron, and then the authority that comes from walking through all of those gates. The, 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 the key of the house of David, the keys of the kingdom of God, and the keys of death and hell. Hallelujah. And overall, also being able to interpret and discern the signs of the times. There's so many things that are happening. And right now, um, it is wisdom of God that each and every single one of us understands what is happening. Now, I'm going to give you room for question and answer at the very end. So if you have questions, now you know, now would be a good time to get that notebook, get that journal, get that piece of paperwork, whatever it is, so that we can write down um, and you know, ask these questions so we can actually understand fully how to respond. In the, the goal is not just to inform you. The goal is that we are prepared right? That we are well adjusted. So, okay. Moving right along. Um, stuff in the cave as well. The cave's um, supernatural alignment was incredible. And last but not least, um, two friends, um, Pastor Peter Bursfield and Amy Thomas Davis. Um, Pastor Peter gave me a powerful prophetic word about the cave, our migration to our new facility and Horses Gate. And then um, Amy Thomas Davis, um, the vision of the day of the door, which I played last week. And now we're going to dive into the encounter um, um, that she had at um, Brian Bridge Church. So that's a quick run through and a quick summary. I think it's about time we start. So brace yourself, beloved. Here we go. That's incredibly kind. You may be seated. I am just so looking forward to uh, today and actually the next several months. I'm going to be with you guys quite a bit. But before I start tonight, I wanted you to meet my wife, Amy. So, uh, and she's going to share a little bit. Just... Hello. What a beautiful crowd. Anybody here um, know, been following him a long time? Is he mostly new to a lot of you? There's a few. It's been a, it's been quite a journey as we got together learning a, a a deeper message than I ever knew before. I see that on some of you where you know that it's in you and you know there's something more the Lord's revealing. And one thing I love about um, the process of revelation is that, um, you know that scripture that says, do not awaken love until it's time? It's similar with revelation. There's a perfect time where revelation comes. Oh, I need just a minute. <laughs> okay. 
All right. Well, thank you, Lord, for pouring out your spirit this morning. We're asking for an Acts 2 outpouring of the spirit. For the Holy Ghost would come like winds and fire to fill us this morning. That many would be filled even for the first time, others refilled. A fresh expression of the outpouring of Pentecostal power that we would all prophesy, that we would all have a word put in our mouth this morning, and that we would prophesy that word from the atmosphere of the anointing. That word would go forth to uproot, tear down, destroy, overthrow, but also plant and build. That we would be like a Jeremiah community this morning, called from our wound to be filled with the Spirit, called to be prophetic, called to shift nations, Call to prophesy life. Well, we ask for that this morning. We ask that you would shift the heavens over this church, over this region, Lord, that you would prepare these people for this grand finale, this consummation you're going to bring, this end-time outpouring of a champion, a group of champions that changed the world. Literally, Lord, right here, right here in this building that those champions come forward, we ask. Prepare our hearts this morning to receive something we didn't have before. Now, that's a prophetic word. I want you to be prepared this morning to have something you didn't come into the building with, to leave with something you didn't have when you walked in. A fresh revelation, an impartation, something that will literally be manifested and bear fruit instantly. Grant that, Lord. Yeah. Oh, I just felt such a wave of his spirit. I'm so thankful for that. So I'm going to finish that thought for just a minute. And then I want to share quickly a word that the Lord um, has given to me through a series of dreams um, I had earlier this year. And I've been just releasing it in, in, in pieces. And uh, the, the full revelation is coming. And I want to share this thought about when revelation happens. When something's revealed to us, it's something you know deep in your spirit, you know there's more. You don't settle for less. And then the Lord comes and he turns that light on and you see another piece of love's house. Because God is love and we get and really all the revelation that we get, it is truth, it's by the spirit of truth, but it's a deeper revelation of love. And I, I love the picture of love's home. Because sometimes we don't see that next room, but we know it's there. Oh, I want to see. I want that light on. I want to know the next dose, the next portion of love that you have for me. And I feel like that has to do something to do with the season many of you are coming into, where you've been calling for it. You've been asking for it. You've been longing for a deeper revelation of the Father's love. And it's here and I feel like there's some of you that missed it as young people. You should have had it, but you missed it. And I'm thankful that he is Redeemer. I'm going to ask you just, because I'm going to pray the Father's love over you and share real quickly for just a couple minutes about what we can expect to see in the next seven months from September until Passover. But first, I want to pray about the Father's love because one of the things that we're contending for um, is that this generation would see it. They would know it. 
Just raise your hand for me if it's you, that you, either you have a longing for, we all have a longing, but you know that you've missed something even as a child, a nurture, something to do with the Father's love you missed. Thank you. And you've been believing for it. I believe there's a portion now, a greater portion than we've ever even seen or known before. I can feel some of you intercessors wanting to scream, amen, come on. (laughs) I can feel you pulling it. I want to pray about this Father's love. Because we all know that there is a, we believe, I I believe, I'm assuming y'all believe this too, that there's a great move of his spirit coming, one true revival it's not a, it's not a, um, like an outpouring that lasts a couple months. It's a one true revival that brings us into the Lord's return. It's a beautiful outpouring of his spirit. It is a move unlike we've known before. But let me tell you what this move is. It is absolutely the outpouring of the Father's love. You remember when um, Jesus was talking to the disciples before he went to Gethsemane. And he's telling them all these things to expect and giving that, telling them in many ways how to prepare. And then Pentecost happened. And that was just a tie, just a first fruits of what we will see. It's going to be huge. I've seen it in the spirit. I've longed for it since before I even could put words to it. And I know many of you have too. And it's coming. When Jesus spoke to them before he went to Gethsemane, he gave them all these, you know, encouragements and different things. And one of the things he said that I think, I believe the Lord has shown me It's crucial, and it's what we're going to learn in this hour. I'm going to share that in just a minute. But I want to tell you, and that's going to be in John 17. And I'll be quick here so he can share. But I feel the Lord pulling it from me. I had a series of um, encounters with the Lord for a week earlier this year. And the Lord began to show me um, what's going to happen. So beginning, it's already happening for many, but we're going to really begin to see this shift around um, this next month in September. And it's going to, uh, we're going to feel that for these seven months up into Passover. The month of Nisan is, um, it means a lot of things. It's a very powerful time. It's a time of deliverance. It represented a time of, of huge breakthrough. It's the time of the door, the open door. It's a really powerful time, and we are going to experience um, the fullness of Nisan in these coming years, everything it represented and still represents. It's a time where the Red Sea was parted. It was the time where Abraham was given his new name. It's the time of year where Ruth came in just before she met Boaz. I know a little something about that. (laughs) It's a beautiful time, and we're going to see it. We're going we're gonna to walk it out. But for these next seven months, it's going to be a deep time of healing. I know many of you, like us, have been in a great time of healing, but it's going to be even deeper. 
the deepest places, those places where um, maybe those of you that didn't feel the father's love or the, even the nurture of a mother, that that you missed as a child, the Lord's going to bless you and he's going to restore what the enemy stole from you. It's a time of redemption. But one thing that's very important in these next seven months is it is the intercessor's hour. Wave to me if you're an intercessor and the whole church waves. <laughs> I could feel it. This is the intercessor's hour. Please hear me on this. We're not going to intercede like we've ever done it before. What we're going to do is we're going to go into the quiet place and we're going to prophesy to the heavens the word the Lord has already put in our mouth. We're going to prophesy words worthy of the golden altar. And we're going to trust the Lord to hurl those words back to the earth in fire and in power. So I'm excited that you guys are starting the 21-day fast. I believe it's a, a jump start for those that have been in, doing intercession a long time and those, um, maybe that's not your main role, but you feel a pull to get into the quiet place and prophesy like you've never done it before. Raise your hand if that's you. Yeah. I see that on you in the back there. Let me tell you something. This is going to be a time of deep healing and a time of prophecy. There's going to be a, a something um, of the flesh that's going to want to make you feel like you've just got to go in and be quiet and heal. But the Lord says to you today, you will heal and you will prophesy. It's both. So there will be a time some will be healing, just healing, quiet with God. But some will be healing and prophesying. And we have to do this. You remember, after the Lord shared the things with the disciples, and they have this time in the upper room before that powerful move of his spirit came. These times of intercession for these next seven months will be um, like this. They, maybe they'll be in groups. Maybe, they'll be a, a, maybe you'll be alone doing it. But it will be a time of abiding with him. Perfect place. The most special place. Abiding with him. This is not a time to uh, go and try to find something to do. This not of the, this not of his heart. It's just not a time for that. It's a time to be with him. Because what's coming, we're going to see a major shift come around Passover. I was shown the date Nisan 13, right before Passover. We're going to begin to feel that pull and feel that shift and see it happen. But it starts, it, it starts now. We're preparing. One of the things that Jesus prophesied, uh, spoke to them um, before he went on to the cross, is he said this, John 17, verse 22, talking about their future glory. The glory which you have given me, I've given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one. We say those words a lot, but do we get that? 
You see, this whole thing is for the unity of the faith and the true knowledge of the Son of God. It's a time to come into unity. I and them and you and me that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known you, and these have known that you sent me, and I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. It is about the love of the Father. We're unified by that love. If we know the love of the Father, we can love the one next to us. And we can come into unity. I want to pray about this and then I'll pass this on to him. If you feel this, you feel this deep, you are, you feel even the urge to, to press into this place with him. Because this time, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask you to stand. This, um, this time of intercession in these seven months is going to be a very reverent Time. And I can feel the reverence of the Lord is in this house. And he delights in the reverential awe. It's going to be a time of reverence. It won't be a time of wanting to hear our own voice. We don't want that. It's going to be a time of prophesying, yes, prophesying. And revering him with all that we are. The outpouring of his love is coming. If it's you and you want to receive this Father's love, I believe there's an impartation today, but it's going to continue in this year and in the years to come. It's not just for a deposit today, but this is a start. And I believe I'm carrying um, this message to release and share. So go ahead and stand if you want to just pray with me. Specifically for those of you who have felt um, almost like, I don't know that I can do this. I'm tired. I don't know that I can prophesy for another year. I've been prophesying for many. I'm praying for you today because I feel that. <laughs> there are times where you just want to go in that place and be quiet, and that's great. There, That will happen too. But in this time, we're going to prophesy back to him the words that he's given to us. So I'll pray for you. As the Lord puts the word in your mouth, he brands it upon your heart. He's giving you courage. I pray for you, Lord, I'm asking. I'm asking you, God, won't you give them courage? Give them courage to prophesy again in that place with you. To prophesy one more time. Won't you come, Lord? I ask, Lord, that you would pour out your love, that they would get a revelation of the Father's love. 
the Father's love that um, that moves us and changes us and shifts us and brings us into the very likeness of Christ. I thank you, Lord, that just as they were born the image of the earthly, they also bear the image of the heavenly. I thank you, Lord, that they're not conformed to this world, but are being transformed by the renewing of their mind. And I thank you, Lord, that in this transformation, Lord, they are coming into the image of the Lord from glory to glory, into the image of the Lord. From glory to glory, let this seven months be a time of transformation from glory into glory. That they would know the Father's love and that love would be expressed to the generations. Thank you for this transformation. I bless them, Lord. I bless their coming and their going and I, I bless them with prophecy I ask, Lord, that you would bless them to prophesy in Jesus' name. Very good. Wow. I want the Lord to say to me one day, you did good. Well done. Because you're going to live in the darkest hour of human history. And just to show the devil I can do it, I'm going to have a community of people that live above it. That's true. That is the absolute truth. A people that live above, that are more kingdom-minded than this world, that just really, there's just nothing in this world they want. We're only here because of one thing, to see to it the Lord receives the full measure of his reward. That every person that was ordained to be brought into the kingdom will that all the fullness of the Gentiles will come in. Lord, stretch forth your hand this morning and fill every mouth in this room with your, with your word that they may prophesy. The Bible says you must prophesy. You shall prophesy. You will prophesy. You will be a prophetic generation. You will be men and women of illumination, men and women that encounter the unseen realm and begin to bring revelation from that dimension of the spirit. You will be multi-dimensional. You're not going to be bound to this three-dimensional world. You are an exception to that rule. You can live in another realm. It's called the realm of the spirit, the realm of faith. And I just release it on you. This, uh, this back row over here, there's something, I, I was, my attention was pulled in over here. There's something going on. Are you guys together? You guys, y'all are together? Okay, there's just, I'll release that infilling right now. Just a fresh infilling of the Spirit. Let it fall. I, on the whole building, I just felt something being pulled. Somebody, something's going on right over here. This young lady in the white dress, I believe the Lord's doing something. Yep, yep, you. The Lord's doing something with you. Just be filled with the Spirit. Would you, you believe it, sister, what I've been talking about? Lord, bless that young lady. Bless her with power. Bless her with visions. I believe you're called to be visionary. I believe it's in your bloodline to be a visionary, to see things in the spirit is what I mean by that. See something from the unseen realm, whether by dreams or visions, by, by supernatural impartation. Release that to her. And I just want to activate the calling and gifts in her life. May that be true of all of it. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know you were there. I thought an angel would come up. 
Lord in mercy. <laughs> Usually the angel stands on my right when it comes and I'm like, oh my God, he switched to the other side. I had no idea you were here. So anyway, we just want to prophesy to them. Be filled. Be filled this morning. Be filled. We got four more minutes to, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. And I want to pray over you that blessing, that powerful lady prayed over me. Lord, fill them with wisdom. The wisdom that comes from above. The wisdom that is pure, undiluted. The, the wisdom that is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. As men and women come to sit at the feet of Jesus in this house to become divine partakers of his ways. That's what's going to happen here. People will come into this house to learn how to walk in the ways of God. They're not in the ways of the world, not in the ways of religion or the ways of denominationalism, but the ways of God. Grant that right here in this place. Open the heavens like never before. Let people come into this house to be filled with the Holy Ghost and power, to be filled, to be washed all away of all the things of this world and be filled with power and virtue in Jesus' name. You have some? I just want to share something. Um, I'm praying over there. I was really hit by the Spirit when I first stepped up here earlier, even saying the word revelation. Just saying that word, I just felt his presence, just a surge go into me. And I believe that he's been sharing so much about it, but I believe it's, it's a very strategic time right now for you all. These next months, very strategic as far as the, the prayer time and the, this, um, this opportunity to prophesy. But there's revelation coming. The Lord uh, shining a light on those areas, maybe areas that need, need healing. Maybe they are areas of his word that you never understood. That's coming in this season. And I felt a sense of some of you saying, well, I don't know if I know how to do intercession in this season. I feel like there's a couple of you that kind of have that question, like what, is, what does that look like? It looks like going into the quiet place with him and receiving the revelation that he's going to pour out and then prophesying it back to him. That's what it looks like. If you feel that in your spirit, give me a wave. Yeah. So, Lord, I ask that you would bring the revelation. Oh, gosh, every time I say the word. The unveiling. Shine that light, Lord, for you are light. Oh, rabasita shiatata. Let it be as it lines up with your will, O oh God. Let it be as it lines up with your will, O oh Lord. Open up revelation, fresh revelation. The revelation of the Father's love. Open it up, Lord. Pour it out in this place. Cause them to prophesy the revelation that you give them. Back to the heavens. 
I declare over this house that you will prophesy and pray prayers worthy of the golden altar. And they will be hurled to the earth. You will see the transformation in these months to come. But in the years to come, redemption, deliverance for your families, for prodigals. Lord, you are holy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the impartations, Lord God. Our release, Lord Jesus. We awaken to functionality. We say the door is open and we walk through in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, I really hope that was a blessing to y'all. Um, I've got one more video, but I'll play that next week. Hallelujah. Um, just real quick, um, if you have questions, now is the time to type those questions in, to ask those questions um, before um, we keep on going and then leave the room for questions behind. But I'm just going to bring again things she said last week that were regurgitated this week as well. This is a season for wisdom, a season for wisdom. God is going to be revealing a lot of things in this period of time. And it's very important that we understand the way we respond to this is not to lose our minds and break into anxiety, but rather to just come away with the Lord, come away with the Lord, walk through all of these gates. You want to be walking. Hallelujah. The, the best picture I can give of what we're meant to be doing now is just read Revelations 2 and 3. My mom's been teaching about that in an open book. And find all of the virtues that were celebrated by our Lord Jesus Christ and do your best to embody them. Then look at, um, yeah, I think that's most of it, really. Hallelujah. You're going to find an emphasis in this season on, on, um, on being a watcher, being an intercessor, being someone that is overseeing the work of God in the body. You want to basically see yourself as a priest. Right, right now, I feel an emphasis on priesthood could not be any more, um, could not be exaggerated. And um, this looks like complete mind changing. This looks like, can we weigh in on what such a season looks like? from what we thought it was okay yes 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 okay so um so i'll give i'll give more context for that but i, I want to hammer on the mindset shifting that's so crucial you know um right now what's going to be happening i was talking with if you briefly you know about john 17 and us becoming one with the lord and all the praise jesus christ prayed i really feel strongly that in this season Brotherly love is going to, if you are responding to what the Lord is showing, you're going to find it very easy to walk in brotherly love. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean offenses will not come. doesn't mean enemies are going to fight against you. But brotherly love is going to awaken in a fresh new way. Um, I must say that you're going to, yes, Philadelphia. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yes. Is that what Hebron means? Hallelujah. And this is um, something I feel 
um, um, will be the consequence of the working of God's spirit on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Um, the reason why it's so, wow, Hebron means place of brotherhood. That's, you see what I'm saying? Like we discover these things, that's insane. Are you kidding me? I need to add it to my slides. <laughs> we don't, like, we don't, anyways, whatever. Like, we don't retcon these things. Like, you don't, you don't make these things. I did not know. I did not know. Like, it never clicked. It's all in my, I'd put it in my slides as one of the, one of the doors. Like, the, what's from the key of brotherly love? I'd put it in there, Hebron means brotherly love. And that's where in Hebron, like right now, our campus is called Hebron Campus. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's insane. What? I never, like, honestly speaking, I, I remember that someone mentioned something about the meaning of Hebron, but it never clicked. You know when something clicks and something that you go through in your head? I probably heard of it before, but it's never sat in my head. That's the truth. That's insane. What? In light, in light of all of this, that's insane. Man, okay. Anyways, so, um, yes, yes, yes. So um, these are things in this season that we can't skip over. Watching over your brother and your sister Watch over your spiritual parents, your spiritual descendants. You're intentional about being conscious spiritually. You don't. It doesn't mean you have to be um, Elijah overnight. Amen. Um, it just means there is an attitude shift where subconsciously you're finding yourself becoming even less comfortable being prayerless, even less comfortable not showing love. Right. You're going to find a lot more ease. Hallelujah. If the Spirit of God is working on the inside of you, it's an infrastructure change. Things of the old way of seeing things are being tampered with and the new stuff is coming in. Um, if you're in ministry and God is working on you right now, you're going to see that. That sense of your ministry will be shifting and you're seeing the work of God in the body uh, is being have more heavily highlighted. My friend, Pastor Peter, you know, he really, he, he you might, when you talk with him, you might almost forget that. God has given him a ministry to work. Yeah, I just looked it up just now. I looked it up just now, just to confirm. I looked it up on my lexicon too, yes. Um, Biblical, Biblical, I have a Bible Names Dictionary app on my cell phone uh, with the Paul Avery application. Um, yeah, when you hear him talk, he's rarely ever talking about his church per se, but more so about what God is doing. And you can just tell, like, when you're, when you have God's perspective of things, he, he brings you to the table and informs you what he's doing. And of course, you focus, of course, on what God is, what is God is our own section, you know, immediate section, right? But then apart from the work that God is doing in us, where we want to facilitate the workings of God's spirit here on the earth. That, that's something that we need to understand. Like we are here to partner with the Holy Spirit. Some people are here to partner with Satan. We are not here to do our own work. We're not here to do our own things. We're meant to choose a spirit and partner with that spirit. If you don't choose anything, you are going to become a pawn. And the consequences of those who are partnering with spirits you're going to eat those consequences. Sometimes you can be lucky. You might not be unlucky. You know, the Christian perspective of as long as I make heaven, you know, that thing is not going to hold a candle in today's world anymore. Amen. As people are coming up with new kinds of sin that you can successfully complete and then go to heaven in this dark world and miss out on destiny. It will shock you how empty um, in comparison to the to becoming the likeness of Christ on um, the, the joy of going to heaven is, amen? No, no human was made for hell. Hallelujah. There, there are greater things in God. And this season, God wants to really expound, them, expound on them. So um, I'm going to read my notes on what she said from the last from last week. Uh, prepare the atmosphere. Prepare the hearts of the people. There's let, me, let me finish with if, what if y'all said. Yes. So intercession. Okay. In this season, we're going to be approaching the throne of God as priests, willing to serve the Lord as priests. 
and what we're looking at here, um, man, Paul Keith taught this recently. This was in another, another church he went to where he ministered in this direction about releasing words from heaven. What's going to be happening is that as you're praying, you're going to be getting downloads from the Lord. And then God needs those. You are like, it's like um, when, when someone gets a download from heaven, it's the body. Usually what's happening is the syringe, syringe, syringe of the Holy Spirit is driving in something of Christ into the body, right? Like a medical thing. Now, usually they look for a vein that is exposed in that region. If you happen to be that vein, you get that encounter. Now, when that encounter is received by you, it's not for you to enjoy by yourself. Amen. That doesn't mean you have to go stop telling everyone in the universe what God did for you. I don't think that's beneficial all the time. There's times when the Lord will have you go tell things, sometimes even immediately. But you have to make sure that you understand the fact that these things have to be received and digested. And overall, there's a work that these things are meant to do in you before you even need to share them out to other people. So because you're the one that's exposed, you receive the encounter first. But after you receive that encounter first, please understand, hallelujah, that um, um, that doesn't mean you're the one that everything that God is doing for the body is being done through joints that supply. Christ as the head of the body, even though he brought so much, Jesus Christ alone could not do all of this work. The Bible says we are, we, are, we, we, are his, we are his fullness, amen? Who is the head of all principalities and powers? We are his fullness. We complete him, amen? Jesus cannot do this work by himself. God demands that it can be done. He could, but the righteousness of God demands that the community do it. Maybe that would help some people who like, are thinking of blaspheming here. Hallelujah. Our Lord Jesus Christ is, is the one that created everything. Of course, he can do everything by himself, but it's not his way. So he can't. Does that make sense? He needs us if he wants to keep his way. God loves community. God loves camaraderie, um, celebration, togetherness, family, covenant, unity, marriage. God loves all of these things. And God likes teamwork. God, God wants us to get this work done together. So what's going to be happening is that sometimes joint supply, not necessarily through preaching and teaching, sometimes by our lifestyle, sometimes by different things, but one important mechanism God is going to be deploying at this time, remember that this is the decade of pay. We are in the specific year that is Dalet. So it's 84. The 80 is pay, the open mouth. The Dalet is the four, five, seven, eight, four. And that speaks of the open door. So in this season, our mouths are open as the doors open. And um, um, our mouths being open speaks of prophesying prophesying what the Lord is showing you. And this looks like you eating the scroll. And once the scroll has been digested, releasing what God has given you. You will know it by the burdens that rest on you. You will also know because the thing inside of you begins to move you. The Bible says that um, the scriptures were written as holy men were moved up by the Holy Spirit. So as you drink the spirits of God, it begins to move on the inside of you, propelling you to do specific things, propelling you, driving you to do specific things. I hope what I'm saying is making sense. Um, so what does that look like practically? You know, like even Thomas Davis described, you're going into your prayer closet and you're spending time with the Lord. And as you get to those crescendos of the spirits of God, you know, in the place of prayer, you break into a, a slipstream, um, winds of the spirit are flowing and hitting you in the face. You begin to release the oracles of God. Whatever you hear the Lord saying about you, about the church, about your family, what you see the Lord sensing, begin to declare them passionately. And what's happening is that you're releasing them into the air, right? And what you're doing is that you're releasing them into the air, Believers all around the world will be able to receive those things, right? As you, as a joint, are supplying. It doesn't have to be on the platform or on a pulpit. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of pulpit stuff 
is only going to be functional when it is necessary. Hallelujah. In other words, the goal is not, it was never like this to begin with, but it's going to become more obvious that it never was like this to begin with as we approach the end of the ages. Because the original structure is the only one that makes more sense. The more it gets to the end of the ages, all of these false structures that we have embraced in the church, you're going to be withering away and dying. Hallelujah. So speaking about um, you know, movements, right? There's a significant shift coming that will move us in the strategies of heaven for the bride, okay? And the word that she got was prepare the atmosphere for all of this. This looks like heart postures. This looks like spiritual architecture. Um, this looks like prayer closets. This looks like basically, yeah, heart postures. Yes. Yeah. So that means, you know, walking in a fence, you're keeping your heart clean and pure. Um, you're intentionally stewarding your heart, the climate of your heart, right? And at the same time, this also looks like um, whatever infrastructures that your hands have been able to build, um, you're building them according to pattern. You're intentionally making sure that your family, your home, your business, your, your phone, whatever space you're in, those spaces, they welcome the stations of angels. They welcome the presence of God. They are not anti the things of God, if that makes sense. Okay. I'm going to read off what I have here. Significant shift, okay? Operations of the Spirit of God that have been released that are meant to bring us into alignment with this season of revelation. So there's operations of God's Spirit that are meant to bring us into alignment for the purpose of receiving downloads from heaven, okay? Now, the part that is called moving, right? So significant shift that will move us, the moving part, we have to journey with the Lord in response to the shift, allowing the crooked places to be made straight. In other words, as we're, we need to walk through those doors, right? Walk the door of brotherly love, walk through the door of ascension, walk through the door of, of, um, of, of the 5784 door, walk through the door of tabernacles, walk through the door. You're walking through all of these things intentionally, right? Okay. Um, strategies, because we're allowing crooked places to be made straight, it is crucial that we begin to receive the downloads of heaven as they are for a time yet to come. The downloads of heaven are becoming at this time our revelation. She spoke extensively about the Father's love, but in bracket, instead of the Father's love is personal healing. Instead of the Father's love is his word, his nature, his character, the Lord revealing himself through his word, nature, his character. And last of all, the revelation of the coming days. What's going to be happening? You're going to be seeing events all around the world. And these events without discernment will look like they're chaotic, sporadic, and difficult to explain. But then with the eye of the spirits of God, to be able to trace out, oh, this is the season of this happening. This is that which this prophet spoke about, et cetera, et cetera. So the revelation of, of the Lord in the coming days will be, will be hitting us and the revelation of the coming days themselves. So like, don't go on this bus. Don't go on that train. Don't take this flight. Pick the other flight. Don't get this, don't enter this Uber, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And lastly, bridal, right? Bridal. Strategies of heaven for the bride. So this is the season of the bride. The bride has made herself ready. Again, I want to hammer. Making yourself ready is not making yourself ready per se, but partnering with the Holy Spirit. This is very crucial. What does that mean? You are interested in what the Holy Spirit wants done. If you as a child of God, amen, you are very faithful in your ministry, but you are not heeding the counsel of the Lord, you are not a, you're not able to function as a priest. Like Esther, thank you, right? Yes, like Esther, beautiful. That's a beautiful example, right? You are very interested 
And the eunuch, that's right, that's right, that's right, perfect. Asking what the eunuch's preferences were because the eunuch knew the heart of the king. Beautiful. Hallelujah. You're going to find that um, if you have any distraction, whether it's your business, whatever, whatever, and if you're not seeking the Father's will in this season, you are not going to receive the white linen. Astronauts, that's right, that's right. You're not going to receive the white linen. You are not going to receive the sealing of the name of the Lord on your forehead. You are not, and if you don't receive these things, you are not going to be able to respond when he comes. Amen. I've explained before. Now, when people think about the seven trumpets, they thought that, oh, the trumpet will sound, all of us will be caught up. Not all of us are going to be caught up. So when the Bible says we all, I'm going to say it again, not all of us are going to be caught up because um, in the book of Revelation, it says, blessed are those who partake of the first resurrection. Has anyone ever seen that before? Blessed are those, hallelujah, the first resurrection. This is Revelations chapter, let me get that scripture out so that um, I will not be accused of lying. <laughs> Revelations 20 from verse 4. Revelations 20 from verse 4. Thank you, if y'all. Let's uh, start from verse 1. This is what we call the millennial reign. We're about to look at that real quick. Millennial reign is a 1,000-year year reign of Christ. That's when he returns to the earth physically. Christ returns in Revelations 19. Technically, his return is seen in chapter 16, um, but it's not explicitly stated there. But in chapter 19, after the detail of the fall of Babylon, you see it here. Saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of gold, who was the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up, set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more until the thousand years were finished. This thousand years is the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day is the day of the Lord. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw, now this right here, is the Lord, what you see in, this is what we refer to in First Thessalonians chapter 4, as the Lord descending from heaven with a shout, and the dead will rise first, and we will be called up together to meet him in the air. That place, the air, is the heavenly places, amen, where principalities and powers and rules of darkness of this world have been hiding, okay? That place they're called the air. That is where these thrones are. That's not the fullness, I'm not saying the fullness of everything here, but the truth is that the, the, the man-child company, those who come with our Lord Jesus Christ, those who are asleep and those who are awake that were ready for his return, you're going to find that they're going to sit on these thrones, okay? And I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls, look at this, only the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark on their foreheads or on their hands, they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Only the people that received the mark of the Lord, only the people that were slain, the people that were slain are seen in Revelation chapter 6, that will speaks about those individuals that the word of God um, slew them. Amen. That means um, um, they they let go of their will, doing the will of God. That's what dying means in this context. What being a martyr means in this context. Amen. If you as a child of God did not do this, you are not going to be able to partake of this millennial reign. Is everyone listening? So you're going to see believers on the earth with resurrected body, and some of them will not have it. I'm showing that to you right there in the scriptures, by the way. Okay. 
Not every Christian will return with the Lord Jesus Christ when the rapture happens, what I'm trying to say here. Only those, only those who have the white linen, only those, okay? Bible says in verse five, the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Technically, it is the second, but because Jesus Christ was raised first. When he was raised, he was raised both spirit and soul in his body. So he was raised first and those that were raised with him. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and they shall reign with him a thousand years. You see how clear that is? Amen. The book of Revelation is not mincing words. Amen. It's absolutely clear. Only those people that fit this criteria would rule with the Lord Jesus Christ for a thousand years. Only they would awaken at the first resurrection. The rest of the dead will not come during that time. All right. Now, um, I won't get into the remaining verses here, but um, I'm really hoping that explains um, um, a lot of that stuff. So, um, well, practically speaking, does everyone understand what has been said so far? Like how we're meant to respond in the place of the urgency of the spirit, in the place of, of taking on um, that unique, the, taking on taking your priesthood seriously in this season i'll share one more thing and this will be the last thing i share before we end unless i have a, have a question and it's basically something i learned when i was in bible school when i was in bible school um i found a lot of grace in the lord to seek jesus I found hunger i found a lot of things and i also found out something very interesting that when i left physically left maybe to go back to my apartment to my house i didn't have an apartment back then my, my parents' house. Um, I noticed that the presence of God was still there, but it wasn't as strong if I stayed away from Bible school for too long. When I came back, it was like everything was revived. So I realized something that was very interesting. If I leave, yes, yes, absolutely. If I leave this place for really long, I could lose everything I, I, I got here. So basically, that my, <clears throat> my nine months of Bible school was a sacred time for me to do something very significant. Build, basically, I just thought about, okay, so I can't stay here forever. So the only way I can stay on fire for God is if I figure out what makes this place what it is and take that thing with me. That was basically what I just learned. And what, by the mercy and grace of God, what I was able to do was learn, okay, what are the things that keep you on fire for God? It's this, it's this, it's this, this, this. And I knew that this was crucial because I only had a very short time before that season would expire. If in that short time, I did not receive what I ought to have received, God could have still encountered me, making a mistake. God could have still met me. But my goodness, why would I waste that future encounter? That future encounter could be used to push me into even greater heights in the Lord. Instead, it's used to bring me to the first step. So guess what I'm saying? That's not the only thing. I could have missed the encounter altogether. I could have missed out on meeting with the Lord. And I've had a superficial Christianity where I give tithe. You don't think that's kind of raining in the church right now. <sighs> no offense to anyone, by the way. Hallelujah. Because these things, without encountering the Lord, you cannot muster up the strength to do them. So I'm trying to say here that this is a season of encounter that's open over us. You can't take these things lightly. Does that make sense? You're doing a great disservice to yourself if you miss out on the coming of the Lord. Because he's not coming in isolation. When he comes, the enemy is afraid. And usually he makes sure that if you miss out on his coming, you suffer for it. The enemy almost always makes sure that, that happens. 
So I'm not trying to scare you. Maybe I am. But I want to make sure that we are all responding the way we ought to in this season. You don't want to miss out on what's happening here. You know why? This is what I want to say. The Lord gave me something that really helped. And it was a principle of Joseph. Joseph, in the years of plenty, not, um, gave a prophetic, before the years of plenty start, gave a prophetic word about the years of plenty first and the years of famine afterwards. And he gave a warning and said, in these years of plenty, now will be a good time to begin to save up for the years of famine. But it's going to be really difficult to get food. That's the wisdom that God gave me where I learned how to build the environment in my Bible school, make it a personal thing I carry with me everywhere. Right now, beloved, okay, the years of famine are open. It's a seven-month period, okay? And there's some things that need to happen. Please do not miss out. I like what Amy Thomas Davis said. She said that this is not the time to do those things that you want to do. Amen? I'm, I'm not saying that God doesn't forgive, doesn't cleanse. I know this personally because God has given me a bit stupid in this season. I didn't realize the emergency in this season until after lots of things happened and it clicked. Christ, you're wasting time. Look at what God is saying now. And the urgency of the Lord began to strike me. We're in a season of plenty, sorry. And a season of famine is coming. My bad. Hallelujah. This season of, of plenty is this seven-month period from September all the way to April, May, okay? Now, someone would say, April, May, that's a good chunk of time. You do not know, beloved, why the Lord is making the window that big, amen? Two months are gone already. You see what I'm saying? And the way these things work, too, you don't know when your visitation was meant to have happened. I don't want to get into scaring people with stuff or whatever, but I've just seen that I can miss something, and that thing I missed was necessary for me to get one, two, and three, and count those two, three, and four. Because I missed one, I missed on two, three, and four. The next one is now over here. And before I get to that one, Satan already has planned his own angry response to all the different decisions from God. So whether I receive them or not, Satan was already planned, planted himself there. And if you know how this Christian walk, life works, you can have a genuine encounter with God. You can actually make lots of spiritual progress. And yes, Satan will come in and attack you, and you can still lose a fight. Who gets what I'm saying? Not because in Christ you lost, but because I would say that if you fail in the university, your strength is small. You weren't established in that encounter, if that makes sense, in God's word, in that season of trial. So I'm saying if you can have an encounter, still make a mistake, still stumble, and yet you still rise, don't get me wrong. How much more, how much of a bigger stumble is expected if you had no encounter with God? Does that make sense? So the, the, the threat here is not about you losing your salvation. It's not about you falling into sin, amen? It's about you missing out on God's plan, what God is doing now, amen? Hallelujah. If you're here on, if you're here on, this, on this platform, you already know that God's plans um, are what you should be focused on. We're not interested in, in um, the entertainment business. Hallelujah. <sighs> I really hope today blessed y'all. Um, we are... Almost done with this series. I think it's our second to last episode, if not our last episode, unless the Lord brings something else to my attention that we should share. But this is the 5784 door. Um, this is a spinoff of our Word for Now web series, Crystal River web series. Pastor Francis Seaborn sends love and his greetings. And I want to thank you all so much for joining us. Don't forget that we have open book tomorrow, and it starts at 6 p.m. So make sure you're available and you're ready a wonderful time in the presence of God. And we got prayers. We got prayers, um, the morning watch and the afternoon watch taking place around the clock. And for those of you that have not registered, the immersion is live. So please do not miss out. 
on everything that needs to be in place. Oh, I love y'all too. You guys are amazing. Blessings, everyone. All right. I think that's all that needs to be said. Please make sure you register if you have not, because this conference is going to be a blast. Jesus loves you, beloved. Have a great night.